Well, hello there, and welcome to the My Adoption Coach podcast, where I give you the step-by-step support and guidance you need on your domestic adoption journey. My name is Amanda, and I'm an adoptive mom of two on a mission to make your adoption easier, faster, and more affordable, because no one should walk the domestic adoption journey alone. Welcome back, friend. I am so glad you made the decision to join us today. If you haven't taken a second to subscribe or follow the podcast, please do so. That is the best way to ensure that you're notified each and every time I release a new episode. And if you would take just a minute to leave a rating and review, I sure would appreciate that. That tells me what type of content that you are finding most valuable so I can create more of it to help you in your adoption journey. Today, we are talking about the four phases of self-matching your adoption. Now, within each phase, there are actual steps that I will break down as well in subsequent videos. But for today's conversation, I think it's important that you get an overview of the total process of self-matching your adoption. After all, I know that you want your adoption to be easier, faster, and more affordable. That's the reason why I created this channel. That's the reason why I have hundreds of you in the Facebook group. We're nearing a thousand, friend. I'm excited. Come join us. But really, my mission in life is just to help you understand how to adopt so that you can choose to create your adoption journey the way that you want to create it. So let's talk about the four ways, or excuse me, the four phases of self-matching your adoption so that you can save tens of thousands on your adoption. Okay. First phase is really becoming a family. In this first phase, you're going to do things like research the law and really get a clear understanding of the law in your state, as well as in states that you're considering adopting in. The next step within becoming a family is getting really approved, if you will, from a legal standpoint, from a home study perspective. Don't worry, home studies don't have to be scary. I have tons of resources for you to help you in this endeavor. If you need to find one, you can definitely check them out below. Um, or just search on the channel or come to my Facebook group. I've got tons of stuff there for you too. All right. The next is you really want to make sure that you have written your financial plan. This is the thing that gets most people really hung up on even getting started in their adoption journey is having an understanding of what it's going to cost and how they're actually going to pay for their adoption. Now, let's take a minute to talk about what it's going to cost when it comes to self-matching. There are no industry reported stats that tell you exactly how much it's going to cost. I work with my one-to-one clients through putting together their financial plan for self-matching all the time. And so I can tell you the big buckets that are really comprised in creating your financial plan. And it really comes down to making sure that you understand your attorney's fees and then set a matching budget with your um, expected parents whenever that moment comes around. But again, this is something that I work with my one-to-one clients on on a regular basis. So if you need help, friend, just reach out and we can tackle that together. Don't let paying for your adoption be an impediment for you pursuing your adoption. If adoption's on your heart, friend, let's do it together. It's totally possible. Okay? Deal? Pinky swear? (laughs) All right. Okay. So that, again, is just a quick, quick overview of becoming a family and kind of the sub-steps within that first phase of self-matching. You want to understand the law, you want to create your adoption financial plan, and you want to make sure you become home study approved. The next phase is all around marketing your family. And let me tell you, 
this phase, it is my jam. It is my zone of genius. It is what I love to do. It, after all, it's my day job. I've worked in marketing for over 20 years. And really, when it comes to marketing your family, this is all about telling your story through your profile. So it's everything from creating your profile and sharing your profile in the right places through both, you know, organic opportunities. That means free or paid opportunities. If you want to do that, like those matching sites or maybe ads on Instagram and Facebook, but that really all kind of encompassing all into one area becomes the key to marketing your family. Now, let's take a second to talk about marketing your family because I know some of you are like, Ooh, marketing. I don't want to do that. That sounds scary. That sounds maybe even wrong. Let me tell you the power in marketing your family and when you're trying to match with an expectant parent is all about telling your story. It is getting super clear about what makes your family so amazing and why they would want to choose your family over another and clearly telling that. There's nothing deceptive about that. There's nothing wrong or ooh or gross about that. That is just telling your story on the most fundamental level. So I just really urge you, friend, if this is not your zone of genius, don't attempt this alone. It breaks my heart all the time. I see people post in group after group after group that either they've been self-matching for a while or they've been with an adoption agency for a while and they just haven't gotten picked. And every single time it is because your story is not clear enough. Friend, if you need help in this, don't sit there and struggle alone. It is my zone of genius. That is the whole reason why I started this is because I can tell an amazing story about my family and I can teach you to do the same. That is how we got picked for our adoption journeys twice over in super fast pace with, and we were a hundred percent ethical. We did everything that our agency asked us to do. And I brought my own spin to our profile and that's what helped us stand out. And that is what ultimately helped us get picked by our expectant parents. So with our um, oldest child, we were picked within less than 60 days. And with our youngest child, we were super restrictive. We wanted a, we were gender specific. And we only had a few states that we were willing to match in because we had a another child to bring along the journey with us, if you will. And we matched in less than six months. And in both of those cases, they had told us it would take years. So this is my zone of genius, friend. If you need help with matching or marketing your family to match, this is definitely where I can help you for sure. And when it comes to social media, remember, it, as part of my marketing day job, I work on social media all the time. So if you need to learn social media, I've got resources for you there too. So don't be scared. Just take a big old deep breath with me. I know that I've got you back. Okay. So before we move on to phase three of self-matching your adoption, I would love to learn a little bit more about where you are in your adoption journey. Are you self-matching? If you're self-matching, where are you? Are you working with an agency? If so, how long have you been live and where are you in your journey? leave a comment below where you're watching this video. I answer each one of them personally. And if you need help, that's a great way to reach out so that I can help you in the way that you need to. Because all of our journeys are slightly different, but I'm here to help you. I've been around the block for quite a while now and definitely have the tools in the tool belt to help you. Okay, so now let's move on into the third phase. So the third phase for self-matching your adoption is waiting for baby. Now. I know that this can sound a little like, what did we miss actually matching in the phases? 
So in this phase, you're actually going to connect with an expectant parent and be chosen by an expectant parent. And I'm going to walk you through how to avoid scams and really how to um, just form a relationship on a deeper level in a different way. Then we're actually going to wait for the birth because after you're chosen and you've gone through all the paperwork phases, you're going to wait for the baby to be born and then you're going to go to the hospital or what I call hospital time. All of that kind of encompasses into one total package around waiting for baby. There's a lot more content to come here, friend. I promise I'm going to have your back step by step along the way. This, again, the intent of this episode's high-level overview, right? So I want to give you the sense of where we are and where we're headed. Okay. And the fourth and final phase is becoming a forever family. In this phase, you're going to be waiting out the revocation period to finalization. For those of you that might be new to the adoption journey, let me break that down just really quickly. Revocation is the amount of time that the expected parents have to actually um, change their mind, if you will. Now, that can be called a disrupted adoption if they change their mind while you're actually parenting the child before the child is legally your child. And this can be a really tricky subject, but it is important that you do the legal research. Remember, that's kind of phase number one, like step number one is to do that legal research. And that's going to help you really understand what the revocation period is in your state and what the finalization protocol is in your state as well. So those two elements are really critical. You cover way up front in phase one. So that way we need it to phase four and really kind of step number 10 that you're understanding how to process through this step in the steps to self-matching your adoption. Next, we're going to move on to post-placement support. Now, I'm going to try not to get my soapbox out here, friend, but post-placement support is one of the areas that is most often overlooked. Honestly, during placement support is an area that is most often overlooked when you are trying to self-match your adoption. If you think about kind of some of the services that the agencies offer, you want to determine which ones of those are appropriate for your self-matching journey. And I will I'll spend a few minutes on that in a, in a few minutes. But I would argue that getting counseling support for both you and for the expectant parents, and then when they become birth parents after birth, is really important. A lot of my clients struggle with their birth parents um, after placement because the relationship gets into this rocky situation. And nine times out of 10, it's in a rocky situation because there's some grief and some hurt on one or both sides of the equation. It just hasn't been processed. And if you had a counselor to work through that, that grief, if you had a way that you could work on healing yourself from a mental capacity and dealing with the loss, if you're the expectant parents, and if you're the adoptive parents, there's a whole multitude of emotions that you experience as well. You, I know for me, I experience tremendous joy, but also tremendous grief and sorrow as well. Adoption is not an easy thing, friends. So getting uh, support during placement and post-placement is really an important step. And then the last step in self-matching your adoption within this phase um, and really within the overall journey is living life as a family unit. And this is going to look a little bit different for everybody. But I also think this is one of those areas that is most commonly overlooked whenever you're talking about self-matching your adoption. 
So if you think about an agency model, the agency is going to be facilitating pictures, letters, some sort of communication exchange after the placement of the child. But in a self-matching adoption, that's not always the case. So it is something that I think that you just take a moment and think about. Okay, so now I've hidden towards it a couple of times, but I think it's important that we take a pause and we compare self-matching to agency adoption because our goal in self-matching our adoption is a couple of different things, right? You're going to have greater contact um, with the expectant family and then thus the birth family. You're going to be able to really customize your journey a bit more, but ultimately also your goal is likely to save tens of thousands of dollars. So what I would like to suggest to you is that we think through what model the agency has in self-matching and then find a way to kind of replicate those resources on a self-matching budget and so that you can opt in and out of the resources that you need based upon your zone of genius and your particular um, support system that you have and, and just the journey that you want to have. Okay, so if we think about what an agency offers, an agency is going to offer you counseling services up front during the placement phase. They're also going to offer you counseling services and to the expectant parents on the post-placement phase. So I do think it's important that you consider counseling as something that you do in your adoption journey as well. And you find the right affordable way for you to, to replicate that. The other thing that an agency is going to support you with through an adoption journey is going to be an attorney. Everybody has to have an attorney. And please, friend, do not try to go it alone. I have heard so many heartbreaking horror stories where people think, oh, I can just print out the forms, you know, from the county website and fill them out. And, you know, the birth mother can sign the forms after birth and I'll file them, file them myself and I'll save myself $5,000. It's not worth the risk. Trust me, it is not worth the risk. Do an extra fundraiser, save a little extra long, uh, extra each month. Don't do it, friend. Okay. I'll try to put the salt box away. So in self-matching your adoption, you have to have an attorney. That is one of those support system resources you really must have. And then the other thing that the agency really does that is not typically most everybody's zone of genius is marketing. If you think about what their job is, their job is to market to expectant parents to choose their agency and to market you as a hopeful adoptive family to choose their agency. Then they're going to match the two of you together. And I know that marketing can seem so scary, but it really doesn't have to be. I offer courses for you that allow you to opt in and opt out of things that you need help in in your adoption journey so that you can learn to market your family. You don't need to pay some other company tens of thousands of dollars in order for them to market you. You are the creator of your story because it's your life. You are the best creator of your story because it's your life. So let me teach you how to market your family. And you can do that through the free resources on the YouTube channel over in my Facebook group, which you can join at any time, or you can join the courses. It's totally up to you, friend, because I want your adoption to be easier, faster, and more affordable. Okay. So if you've heard my message today, my message really is there is a way for you to self-match your adoption and it not cost you tens of thousands of dollars. And if you are creative and surround yourself with the right resources, 
that an agency model lends itself to, you can actually pick and choose the resources that you need on your budget and that feel the most authentic and true to who you are. And then you can walk through the four phases of self-matching your adoption. You can become an approved family. You can market your family and learn how to do that. Then you can wait for the baby to be born. And then you can become a forever family. And if you have any questions about the steps to the process, I have a step-by-step guide that I've linked below where you're watching this video or listening to the podcast. You can sign up for that. It'll be emailed to you instantaneously. Or if you need a little bit more help and like, you know what? I want you to break down each individual step for me. I have a couple of resources for you there too. Okay. I trust that you found so much value in today's content that, and you are so excited to know that it's really possible for you to self-match your adoption friend. And I know that you really want to jump on over to the Facebook group because you know that's your safe space to ask all the questions and get all the answers directly from me. I'm in the Facebook group multiple times a day answering questions from everyone in, in our community. And it's our safe space away from expectant parents and attorneys and agencies so that you can ask all the questions that are burning your heart without any judgment. That is the one and only rule in that group. No judgment. No screenshots, no judgment. That's the way we roll. All right, friend, I hope you tune in next week when we're going to start diving into each one of these four phases a little bit more in detail, because my goal is to make your adoption easier, faster, and more affordable. Remember, anything's possible with the right plan and support, and I can't wait to see you next week.